Do you ever feel discouraged or overwhelmed at the sight of your seemingly never-ending to-do list? I've been there, sis. But I want you to know that going to bed with a sense of contentment and accomplishment is completely possible if you're willing to change your mindset. It's time for you to stop looking at your life as an ongoing to-do list and start determining your priorities. This will allow you to get more done in less time, and instead of walking around your house on the edge of burnout, you'll walk around with the clarity, peace, and confidence that everything on your plate actually has a purpose. I've created what I'm calling my priorities playbook to help you take the guesswork out of determining your priorities so you can live out each day with passion, purpose, and clarity. You've heard people talk about balance time and time and again, but can I tell you something? Balance is a myth. When it comes to doing more and less time, setting your priorities is key, which is why I've created the Priorities Playbook, which you can download today for free. Head over to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash playbook right now to download this free guide and get clear on your priorities so you can leave discouragement and overwhelm in your rearview mirror and start waking up excited and inspired every morning. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and chief connector at Black Girls of Purpose, and I am so excited to introduce you all to today's guest, Sana Keeves. Uh, I'm going to give you her formal bio in just a moment, but I want to talk just for a second on the importance of connections, and I also want to talk to the importance of just supporting other Black-owned businesses. Me and Sai were talking offline or in the green room, as I heard someone say recently about how, you know, sometimes we go and pitch to shows and it's like, hey, let's, let's pitch to people who look like us and who will really enjoy our content. So that's how we got connected with her. And so I'm so excited to introduce her to our Black Girls of Purpose audience. So, with family originally hailing from Nigeria, Sana was homeless with her siblings and single mother who was a victim of domestic violence. She dove deep into the entertainment industry and has made a 180-degree transformation as a leading African-American woman entrepreneur in new media who is now thriving in New York City. Sana appeared on the reality program Hustle & Flow and then in marquee advertising campaigns for TJ Maxx and Maybelline. She is now the host of the first Afrobeats-themed radio show dedicated to African music titled Afroflava in New York City that reaches 2.3 listeners in the tri-state area. With her incisive interviews with luminaries in the African music industry and producing lifestyle content for social media with her 20,000 and growing followers, She also recently launched her first e-commerce jewelry store titled Awaken, which can be seen in with a ton of reviews. I looked on some of her, uh, looked at some of her jewelry and it's popping. So we'll make sure we get put a link uh, to that in our show notes. But she was inspired to provide fashion for jewelry and the importance of black owned businesses where she can provide tips to her readers and how to support black owned businesses through word of mouth, engaging people with social media and how to drive up your algorithms, which really important y'all those are kind of like the scientific words behind social media engagement but it really is important when you're trying to expand your reach and obviously with 20,000 followers she knows what she's doing so I'm so excited to introduce you all to Sana Keeves welcome to the show Sana 
Hi, welcome. Well, I'm saying welcome because I'm so used right, to doing radio. You're, you're exactly. You're like, oh, wait, no, I'm the guest this time. <laughs> I'm the guest this time. Thank you so much for having me on the show. There's one correction that I have to make because says it because of the movie it's not hustle and flow it's hustle and soul hustle <laughs> everybody and okay. yeah, everybody soul, says soul, hustle soul. and soul because gotcha. of the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's Got all it. good okay thank you cool. so much yes 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 so please share a little bit about your journey into the media industry i love that um, you know, when you, when you listen to your bio, it kind of sounds like a, a survival thing of, okay, this wasn't working yes. in this area. So I needed to do mm-hmm. this thing for me. So mm-hmm. tell our, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Well, I've always felt like go after what your heart desires. There's been many times when I've either read stories or come across people that, you know, they say that they don't want to be, they don't want to be on their deathbed with any regrets. They don't want to feel like, oh, if I would have, or, or if I should have, or if I could have. And so every time I felt the passion for something, I went after it. Now, it's not necessarily saying that I'm going from trying to be, you know, a doctor to then trying to be a TV host and trying to be a firefighter. Everything is still within the entertainment, like, field. And I truly believe that anybody that wants to go after something, don't limit yourself because of your circumstances or where you're coming from, because I am a true survivor of allowing not allowing the, the things that I've gone through to keep me from being where it is that I want to be today. And also just not allowing this to keep me stagnant and debilitated. So that is why I try my best to just go after everything that I desire in life. So I know that your family is from Nigeria. Did you go from Nigeria to New York or what was the, where were you living originally before you moved to New York City? So I'm actually, I was raised in Maryland. Um, My mom and my dad are both of Nigerian descent, but we were raised in the Washington, D.C. area. And then in 2013, I moved to New York City by myself to pursue my version of what I want my dreams to be. And it was one of the craziest situations because it wasn't something that was planned. I didn't have a roundtable discussion with my family like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. It was literally... From Friday, I was living in Maryland to Monday morning, I was in New York City (laughs) because I just wanted to get out of that comfort zone. And I felt like New York would be possibly the place where I can really truly be the person I want to become. And so I took the leap of faith and I came out here and it's been a roller coaster ever since. I love that. I love hearing people's faith stories um, when it comes to just doing something. We're like, I don't know. I didn't have a plan. I just went out there. One of my best friends is an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles. And it was that same kind of thing. I, I think I called her on Friday and she texted me back Sunday and said, Hey, sorry, I didn't answer. I live in LA now and the time zone is different. And I was like, when did you decide you was moving to LA? She was like, oh yeah, last week, I just decided I need to do something different. And you know, if this is what I want to do, this is where I need to be. So what about New York made you say, yeah, I want to know for you, what about New York made you say, this is my city? Like, this is the place where it's going to happen for me. Well, I was originally modeling in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So that is what I was known for. So I just figured, you know what, what is the best place to be a model? It is New York City. Now, when I first got here, I was rejected by most of the modeling agencies because in DC, 5'8 is kind of tall. 
But when you get to New York City, 5'8 is almost average height for models. So to really stand out, you have to be about 5'9 and above. And so modeling really didn't pop off for me like I thought it would. So I was like, you know what? I'm not sure what I could do, but let me go into fashion because the next best thing after modeling for so long is that you're surrounded by fashion. So I went into that field and that's when I was casted on a, a television show. And then I did that for two and a half years and that is Hustle and Soul. And then I left that and kind of went into like the corporate America because I was kind of struggling a bit as to what I wanted to do next, because I love the TV aspect of the of business, but I didn't necessarily love that show. So I went back to, you know, what I knew best, which was marketing and e-commerce management. So that's when I started working for places like Maybelline, Estee Lauder, and things of that nature. And then in 2019, I got on the radio and I've been on the radio ever since. So I believe New York was the place I chose because of modeling, to be very honest. That's one thing I love about, really one thing I love about God, because he'll let you jump into something and be like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, come and model out here. And then he's like, psych, here are all these other <laughs> things you're going to do. And not that God's exactly. out here trying to trick us, but mm-hmm. he will allow us to think we're going somewhere for a specific reason and then change yes. the game last minute. So yes. for you, when you look back over the past seven years, what has been, what do you feel like has been the biggest launching pad into where you are in this current season besides faith of course because without faith I am nothing knowing where I'm coming from to where I am now 100% faith is the foundation but what truly launched me I believe was I would say the television show being a part of that because I met so many different people I was really able to build my confidence because, you know, once you get on reality TV, you have to have a strong mindset and thick skin because the comments and things like that are really going to get to you if you're not strong enough for it. So I really was able to build my confidence. It was really able to put me in front of the right people. And I've been able to be blessed to utilize that network and those connections to build, you know, other opportunities. So I would say the launch pad of me moving to New York City was definitely me being on TV. So tell our listeners a little bit about that experience because, you know, some people may know people in TV, but I know, I don't know anyone who's acted. I know my sister, she has a desire to, she's actually in LA to be an actress and she's been on a few things, but, you know, to have, to have a regular spot on a show. And then for that, you said two and a half years, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a long stint. So tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit more about that experience. It was it, it had its ups and downs. So one thing that people don't understand with reality TV is even though there's not an actual script, you're still supposed to perform because entertainment, the TV, the TV shows is entertainment at the end of the day. So you can't be boring. You have to have drama. You have to have a storyline. And sometimes because not everyone has the same professional level of just mindset and thinking and direction, you're going to get different types of characters. So where one person may be coming from a modeling background where they're used to lights, cameras, action, there are other people who they just pluck them out of, you know, the, wherever they are coming from. Like sometimes the hood, sometimes the posh area, sometimes, you know, the, the suburbs, it, it all depends. And so 
because you're you're in a melting pot of different types of personalities it can get really really stressful where it's like some people all they know is how to be argumentative some people all they know is how to be conniving and evil some people they know how to be nice and sweet some people they know how to be professional and so to have that mixing pot of people it was very it had its ups and downs like when it was good it was great when it was bad it was <laughs> it was bad and so like I would say for anyone who wants to get into reality television definitely understand the dynamic that you're going into and also know that you're going to have days where you want to quit or days that you're not interested anymore or you feel like they're pulling you in directions that you're that you didn't that you didn't necessarily agree with but overall I believe that because I had God on my side because I knew who I was and I was very confident in who I am no one was able to break me although they tried and so I would say that, you know, that experience, I'm grateful for it because of all the other opportunities that came from it. But there were days where I wanted to quit or just say, I'm done with this. And so that's why after two and a half years, I actually left the show for season three, whereas they continued the show without me. And I left because my, my mindset and my spirit just wasn't into it anymore and I have to always follow my gut because my spirit of discernment has never let me down. So I have to do what my spirit is telling me. So I would love for you to talk about just that spirit of discernment and spirit of conviction in the media industry. I know that there are a lot of Christians who can sometimes feel like they have to hide their faith in certain ways, or, you know, I can only talk about this aspect of my faith or, you know, people know that I love God, but like, I can't really show that. So how did you navigate that space personally? Honestly, I think, cause I, I think it was just me knowing that God wouldn't put me in a situation where I have to fight literally and figuratively for my success. And so, yeah, we have to be hungry and yeah, we're going to have uphill battles, but to actually, you know, be in a situation where you may be attacked and you may be physically harmed. I'm like, this is not what I believe God will want for me. And I know a lot of people who would have still continued down that path, although they didn't feel it because they're like, I don't know if it's ever going to come again. I don't know if this is an opportunity is going to happen for me. You know, I got to just do it. This is like my whole family is riding on me to do this. But for me, I feel like, Anything that is for you, that is truly for you, you're going to feel at peace. Like, yeah, you may have a little bit of like anxiety or just like a little bit of like, you know, butterflies in your stomach when you're first starting something because you're nervous. But if you're two years in, you shouldn't still be feeling anxiety. You shouldn't, sh- you shouldn't, you sh- shouldn't be feeling sh- like so stressed that it's like physically and mentally like harming you. And so I believe that you have to listen to that. And you have to believe that if you truly believe in God, if you truly believe in what you're doing, if you also truly believe in yourself, you are going to know that that is not the end of the line for you. And so that is what I had to tell myself and really believe when I walked away from the show, because I was scared that I would never get another opportunity like this. So should I just continue going through it? But then I was like, you know what? that's not the God that I serve. The God that I serve wouldn't put me in a situation where every day I, I, I hate where I'm, at, where I'm at. So I believe anyone in the entertainment industry, you have to have 
that faith in yourself and in God's ability to know what he wants for his child and to tap into it and surrender to it. And that's what I did. And so because of that, I believe that that's why I was able to do, um, get the opportunity to be on radio now and also get other opportunities to, to work with big brands like TJ Maxx and things of that nature, because I believed in God's plan for my life. And I have, a, I have some other uh, TV projects coming up very soon, my God's grace. So I know that, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I listened. A few things came to mind while you were talking. So first, uh, a scripture came to mind, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. It's one of my favorites. And it says, do you see someone who is skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. So just making that connection of understanding, like, if I'm God's daughter, he's not going to put me, you know, in these positions of low rank. Not to say that God won't put you in positions where you're being humbled, but to your point, I think there comes a time where it's like, okay, God just ain't going to have me out here struggling all the time. Or like you said, like, I'm not going to have to fight physically, spiritually, emotionally every single day. If I know that this is where, if this is where God truly wants me to be, because sometimes he'll use those stressors to say, okay, baby, it's time to go on to the next thing. Right. And then the second thing that came to mind when you were talking was um, the story of the uh, actress in War Room, she's the older lady who plays the prayer warrior. And she was just, I, I heard her story actually from Priscilla Shire. And she was talking about how there were all these different roles that would come up over the years as, as this woman was, you know, trying to build up her acting career. And she just didn't have that, her discernment wouldn't let her take on these certain roles. And she would look back and be like, God, you know, why won't you let me take this? Or this person went off and got an Academy Award or an Oscar for this. And you didn't let, allow me to take that role. And then when the role for War Room came up, she found out that whenever they, they uh, the people who produce War Room hire an actor or actress, they look back at the roles that they've taken before to make sure that no role that they have taken would compromise their role in this particular film. And so she said, you know, it made so much sense in those moments when I was saying no to these opportunities that seemed like great opportunities. I'm kind of looking at God like, okay, but I don't understand why this can't be for me. And then she said, now this huge role has come and opened up all these other doors. And now I'm doing things that aren't working in opposition to my convictions. And I feel like I, my soul can be at peace. That is amazing. And yes, that is how I view anything that I do in the entertainment industry. I have to feel good about it. And I have to feel like it's not tug of war between that opportunity and my spirit. Like it has to feel good on the inside too. If I start questioning it too much, if I start doing too much of a prayer where it's like, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to convince myself that it's good or I should do it, but I know that these prayers are getting a little too intense. Like, it's like I'm going to spiritual war. I'm like, uh, that's already me telling me that like you doing a little, you, you going into some deep prayer for this thing that you already know within your spirit is not what was not good for you. And so that is the type of spirit that you have to have when it comes to anything, whether it be entertainment or whether it be a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse, whatever the case you want to be in this life, you have to know that what you're stepping into is exactly where you want to be. And so I put everything into prayer. And the fact that you even brought up Proverbs really makes me know that I'm walking in the direction that I'm supposed to, because I started Proverbs. I'm doing a 30-day Proverbs 
Proverbs fast where I'm going to be reading Proverbs every night before I go to sleep and just meditate on it and think about it and talk to myself about it. So the fact that you just mentioned Proverbs makes me feel like God is, is speaking and what I'm saying and what I'm doing is in line with his word. Don't you just love those little God wings? Are you yes. like, Yes. Oh. Okay, Lord, we we walk uh-huh. together. Yes. We together. I love them. I love them. I love those little little confirmations. I'm yeah. like, oh God, that was you. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I, I me and my me and one of my uh, the women in my accountability group, we were talking about something on Sunday. We were talking about finances, and then she got on Instagram, and the first first post she saw was said something like God's going to give you strategy in your finance and she was like sis do you see this right now I was like girl people can't tell me God not real you know so yeah that's exactly how I am (laughs) so I know as Christians we're called to be light in dark places how do you find God giving you those opportunities to be light in the media industry because I can't have a conversation with someone without speaking on God and so I believe that God sees that I'm glorifying him no matter what room that I enter. So whenever someone asks me a question about either love or opportunities or my story from a child or where I am now, how I got, got to where I'm, where I am, I cannot not speak on God. And I believe that that allows me to be a light because when people see me on the outside, I'm giving them you know, the Naomi effect, you know, I'm, I'm tall, I'm slim, I'm giving them the model and all that stuff. So like, they don't know what to expect when I start talking. But when I start talking, a lot of people have said that they were surprised that I would be so confident and sound in my spirit and my word and how I speak and things like that. Because I'm guessing a lot of, you know, what the world would be considered attractive. There are those, a lot of women in the industry, in the modern industry can be stush, not everyone but a lot of women are. So people feel like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, nasty, or I'm going to be, you know, just like not, not humble, not nice, but I'm very nice. I'm very humble. I'm very like open to having conversations with pretty much anybody. And so I believe that God has given me that gift to just be able to resonate with anyone because I do have a very humbling background, but I've also seen very high places. And so all of those experiences combined allows me to be able to resonate and talk to anyone about God, about faith, about purpose, about passion, and about following their dreams. And so that's why how I believe that I have been a light in every room that I enter. So I know I talked about your a little bit about your childhood and your introduction, and you even just have talked about coming from you know a background that people wouldn't expect. And I want to know if eight-year-old Sana saw you know, the sauna today walking down the street, do you think she would recognize her? Not at all. And like that even like takes my breath away a little bit just to say that because, you know, when I was going through that situation and, you know, I was sleeping on the floor or I was sleeping in my mom's car with my family, I will often look up at the sky and sometimes I'll be able to pray and sometimes I'll just look up and I'm just, and I'll just be thinking is is this can't be my story. And I wonder when I'm 15, when I'm 25, when I'm 45, when I'm 50, I'll be wondering, you know, I hope that I'm not going to be in a situation anymore. And so to be able to, to remember those moments when I was looking up at the sky, when I was praying for God to turn my rags into riches, 
to see the rooms that I've been able to walk into. And I've been, I've been, I've been surrounded by a, people that you would gag. Like I've been in a room with Beyonce. I've been in a room with, with uh, the, um, one of the uh, Mandela's grand, grandchild. I've sat at tables with people that I'm just, I just look at them and I'm like, in my head, I'm like freaking out. Like, how did I get here? But on the outside, like I'm keeping it cool. I'm keeping it calm. I'm doing my thing. And so just to know that I, those flashbacks of that little girl, she would have, she would have walked past me and I would have looked at the girl and like, wow, she probably has a great life or wow, I, I wish I could be her. And so to know that I am her now, I can only just give God the glory. When you look at the various doors that God has opened for you over the past several years, even, I mean, even going back to childhood and into where you are now, like, what are some of the thoughts that come to your mind? <sighs> some of the thoughts that, that come to my mind. It's so many, it's, it's wondering, you know, what I would eat that, that night. It's wondering if I would ever have my own a roof over my head, it's wondering if I'm going to marry a man that is domestically violent. It's it's wondering if I'm not, you know. It's it's wondering if if this if what I'm going through at this moment is going to be my portion, and my portion meaning that's like a Nigerian term that we use when we're like, is this going to be my life? Is this going to be what life deals for me? And so to remember all those things and to know like where I am now, I've, I've 100% broken generational curses. I have done things in my life that I would have never been able to think of. And I'm able to share those moments with my mom and I'm able to like let her see that her sacrifice and everything that she went through with us is not worth it. Now, I'm not where I want to be. I have a lot more to do and I have a lot more growing to do. But I am so thankful and so grateful for where God has taken me. And I don't even know what to say sometimes. I just look around. I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But um, I just know that I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful, super thankful. So I was doing, in preparation for the episode, I was just doing more reading and was reading on your blog. And I saw that you converted from the Muslim faith to the Christian faith. And, and I know because I read your blog, you know, what inspired that. But I would love for you to share that with some of our listeners. Uh, so actually, this is one year. August 2020 is one year of being baptized and August 2020 is five years of being a Christian. So in August of 2015, I gave my life to Christ. I have my, I, I am the only person in my whole entire lineage, both sides, mother and father, that converted to Christianity. Everyone else is a Muslim. And unless I'm mistaken, and I never were told that was never told, <laughs> but from my knowledge, everyone in my lineage is Muslim. And so I often battled with my faith where I would question it all the time. I would question like a relationship. 
is this for the right faith? Is, if, am, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? God is the reason why I went through this because I'm following the wrong faith. Like, I, it's, it was so many questions. I was never settled in my heart when I, I was a Muslim. And people could say a lot of things, but my mom tried her best. She, we had Sunday school. Now, a lot of um, mosques do not have Sunday school where they actually try to teach the kids like how they would do at Christian like Sunday school. They had Sunday school. My mom would take us to Sunday school every single Sunday. We would be one of the people who stay there from nine or 10 o'clock in the morning all the way to about like 6 p.m. So we were very much involved in the Islamic faith and the community. So it's not like, oh, my mom didn't put me around them or because she was a single parent. Like, no, my mom made sure that we grew up Muslim. But I still didn't feel it in my spirit that I was following the right religion. So I just started praying. I started praying intensely. I started researching. Because when you know, like, I feel like a lot of times our family just gives us our religion or just gives us our political views. It just gives us who we're going to become. And we just stick with it. And that's all that we, that's all that we know. But I feel like when you have a yearning or pull on your spirit to go and find out on your own, you should definitely do that. So I started researching the, the Christian faith. I started learning more about other religions. I started to really wanted to understand like what is religion? And then that's when I asked God to send me a sign because I'm like, you know what? If I'm about to do this, I gotta do it and I gotta know because I cannot switch religions and next to you know, like I got because I'm gonna be all here by myself because my family's gonna be very upset. So I need to know. And then that's when I was on the train going to work one day and a random Jamaican woman walked up to me and she said that you've been praying to God for a sign. I'm letting you know that this is the sign. And she asked if she can pray for me. And I was, um, I was headed to work. I, I almost bust out crying on the train because God knows that I can be very stubborn, but God also knows his daughter. So he's like, okay, this is the way that she needs to hear it. She's not listening to the dream. She's not listening to the whispers. Let me have somebody walk up to her that, that she can resonate with and speak to her. And that was the moment where I felt like that was God knocking on my door and saying, hey, you, you said you want to see me? And then that's when I started my journey to becoming a Christian. So that is my story. When I read that on your blog, the first thing that came to my mind was the importance of obedience because mm. God has told me to walk up to people before and been like, pray for them, talk to them, ask them if they need prayer. And I'd be like, God, that is so weird. You know, <laughs> I'm like, they yes. don't know me or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But when I read your blog post, I was so encouraged because I'm like, man, you know, we pray all the time, but like, what would it be like to be the answer to someone else's prayer, right? To be mm. the person who they're able to point back and say, hey, I needed $500 to cover my rent. And then I looked up and this person had put this money in my account. Mm. Or, you know, I, I needed someone to, to, I was in a, a lonely place. And I've heard those stories as well. I, 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 I uh, actually have a a history of, of suicidal thoughts when I was a teenager. And so uh, stories of suicide are also very just near and dear to my heart. And I've heard people who have said like, I was about to take the pills or I was about to pull the trigger and then someone called. Like I, 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 I prayed to God right before and then someone called me. And so whenever you oh, wow. put that in your, in your post, I just was, I was just thinking about the importance of obedience and how we really have to get over ourselves because I think that sometimes we get so comfortable as Christians 
where we're like, hey, God, I want to serve you, kind of, you know, I, I want to, I definitely want to get the blessing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely want the mm-hmm. blessings, want to pray to you. But I don't want to do work sometimes. Yes, but don't ask me to do anything in return. Mm-hmm. And I just, mm-hmm. I mean, even this morning, I was in my prayer closet, and I was like, God, you really don't require that much of us. Like, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. I mean, you require Jesus to die for something mm-hmm. he didn't even do, and you're not even asking us the mm-hmm. majority of Ah, you're just like, hey, tell people about me. And we like, oh Lord, I don't know what to say. I can't pray for them. I don't know. And I just, it blows my mind. And so, you know, I just think it's so important for us to be obedient as Christians. I'm it's just, it's just basic stuff. And knowing that one, God loves us, but he also loves the person on the other side of our obedience. Like that is what we yes. really need to get resonated in our heart. You don't know this could be the difference of life and death between somebody. So you mm. really have to get over yourself and, and, and be like, okay, yeah, this is uncomfortable, but I don't want to get to heaven. And God's like, why didn't you tell that girl? Mm. You I'm like, oh Lord, I didn't really know what to say. Okay. Mm. Is it you speaking or is it me? Yes. And that's why I don't, Man, let me tell you, somebody can be like, how you doing? Well, I'm doing good, but the but God also is the reason why I'm doing good. They be like, oh, I asked how you doing. Yeah, but God is, I always bring it back to God. I have, I have to, because there's no way that I remember where I came from and I'm sitting where I am right now talking to you. And you can't, you can't, you can't actually talk, talk to me and say that it wasn't God. It was not just my doing because a lot of this stuff, like somebody will call it luck. Somebody will call it blessings. Like I know that it was faith that brought me to where I am right now. So you can't actually walk up to me and try to make me feel like God is not real because I know that God is. And so every, I don't have yet the, that, that, that voice that says like, go walk up to that person and talk to them about God. I don't have that yet. I'm developing it. But what I do have is I have every room that I've entered and I can make sure that before I leave that room, I mention God to somebody because they may be looking at me thinking like, oh, she got to where she is without having to be like, well, you know, going through the struggle like we did. But the moment I start opening my mouth and I start telling them my struggle and where I come from, a lot of people are just like, you gave me exactly what I needed today or damn. Okay. After hearing that, I know that everybody out here has got a story and we all got to push through like whatever. And it it makes me know that I'm doing God's work and I'm doing my own version of fellowship. So yes, that, that girl walking up to me, made me know that God hears my prayers and I thank her for taking that courage because I could have easily been like girl get out my face like (laughs) I'm going to work I don't need to talk to you right now get out my face but she clearly had the Holy Spirit talking to her to know walk up to me knowing that I needed that and then we sat there and we prayed we prayed (laughs) on the New York subway and then I went to work and I was just like God is it's like I was so like God is in my life. God hears me. Like like I and like I knew it, but I wasn't sure. Like I was so happy just because this girl did this. So I try my best to do my own version of fellowship in every room that I enter. That's awesome. So I wanted to, we're talking about you were talking about fellowship just now, but I want to kind of pivot and talk about friendship because Black Girls of Purpose is all about community. We're all about integrity we're all about transparency and you know some so many of the guests that I've even had on here on this podcast are people that I've been able to call friends or have developed friendships after recording episodes with them so I would just love to hear about some of the women in your circle and the role Mm. that you feel like they have played in your purpose journey 
Wow. No one's ever asked me about my friends before. That's kind of awesome. Hopefully they hear this and they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I would like to start with my, my best friend and my soulmate. Um, I'm going to call him D. He is, he has allowed me to be so free that it just makes everything around me just work. And what I mean by that is he allows me to be my very goofy self. He allows me to be my very serious self. He allows me to be like hyper-focused if I need to, but he also allows me to be like a, a, a bird in the wind if I need to. Doesn't judge me, doesn't make me feel horrible for it. And lastly, he brought me so much closer to God. I already thought that I was very godly. I could talk about God all the time. But when I met this man, oh my goodness. I'm like, somebody can talk about God more than me? <laughs> like, it was incredible. So I want to shout out him because he made me so comfortable giving my all to God, knowing that me doing that is also like loving him more, loving our future and loving what we're both going to become. So that's the first shout out. The second person that I would like to shout out is Sheba. Sheba has been my friend since 16 years old. And she has been the, one of the most supportive friends. And I believe to her, I'm like the sister outside of her sister that she can just be herself, talk to, can always know that we can go back to that 16 year old. Cause we are her, we are the goofiest pair. And so, I have that comfort in her. She has that comfort in me knowing that we could talk about God. We could talk about life. We can, we can be the most ratchet to each other and like just, and then also walk into a room and conduct a meeting if we have to. And I love that about our friendship and our relationship. And she's also very, very supportive. And then my, one of my best friends, Chi Chi is my, she keeps me on my toes. She's currently in Nigeria heading one of the biggest concerts in Africa under One Africa Global. And she has been like, we have, cause she's literally like, she has been away from me for like the last maybe three or four years. So we've had a long distance friendship for the last three or four years, but we keep each other on our toes. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is my success story. This is my success story. You know, uh, she needs a shoulder to lean on. If she needs to cuss out a coworker, she'll call me and we'll vent. And I can do the same because we're all not perfect. And to know that you have that person that you can just be yourself and you can also go out there and tackle the world knowing that somebody has your back has been amazing. So those two ladies are like my rocks. And then everyone else, like Miata, um, Rebecca, uh, Naya, all, all, Tiffany, like, <laughs> Antoinette, Antoinette. Like, there's so many the other women that grew up with me that went to college with me that they're always a call away and they're the ones who will always be remain my friends no matter what level of life that I'm in and to know that I have that in my corner always just keeps me humble it keeps me grateful and it just makes me feel as though I just have people in the world because it's, it's not about having a hundred friends but it's about having just a good circle of people that you can always call on and I'm super grateful for that. And I believe that they're also super grateful to know that no matter what level I've gone to, I've never changed on them. Yeah, I'm sure everybody listening to this is like, I'm going to go text my friend group. I love my friends. You know, it, 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 what I love about friendship, a good, uh, godly, just transparent, full friendship, full is a really great word, is that 
it gives you this place to exhale, like where, where you may feel like you have mm-hmm. to, you know, be buttoned up or you're, you know, you hold your breath in some, in certain spaces because you're like, I don't know how much of them I can really show before they're like, Oh, I didn't know sauna was like that. Okay. You know, or I didn't know Brie got down like that. All right. You know, mm-hmm. with, with your friend groups, especially like you said, those friends that you've had for a really long time. Like I have one friend I've been friends with since junior high. And we don't even talk as much as we used to, but she was at my son's first birthday party. She's going to, mm. she's going to be at the gender reveal for this baby that I'm pregnant with now. Like, you know, it's just, oh, a, just a phone call away. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited about it. We're hoping it's a girl, so we'll see what happens. Yay. But, um, I also have friends who, my friends from college, we have a group chat and, you know, some days it's, it's there, we're talking back and forth and other days it's like, okay, we, it may go silent for a couple of weeks and then we'll put a mm-hmm. meme in there and everybody cracks mm-hmm. up checking in on each other. Um, but it, it, there is something, especially when you are in those careers that can be bigger where you're like, I'm not really sure who is my friend because they're my friend or who's my friend because they think I can connect them with somebody. And so when you have that core friend group it's such a blessing because like I said you get to kind of look and say these girls were with me when I was busted when I you know I I love Mm -hmm, putting old pictures mm -hmm. from college in our group chat and being like y'all we really thought we were killing it but why did we have on these (laughs) shirts with these spaghetti strap shirts and heels like where where did we think we were going you know that and like you said it keeps you humble so shout out to all your friends shout out to all my friends I love y'all Rachel and Courtney and Ted (laughs) shout them out yes listen (laughs) y'all I love you I know you listed in Sid and Aisha everybody Bree everybody so um I am going to transfer, transfer what? Transition to our up close and purposeful segment. So these are questions we ask each of our guests when they come on the podcast. And my first question is, what does it mean to you to be a Black girl with purpose? Oh, a Black girl with purpose. It means knowing that I have a voice and using it no matter who tries to silence it. And I believe that growing up in America, as well as growing up in a Nigerian home, I've seen, you know, a lot of different types of upbringings and, you know, roles that people play. And I believe that being a Black girl in this moment right now is understanding that we have a voice and understanding that we can bring people together and we have that power to do so. And so when we come together and we know whatever it is that we're trying to do and we put some type of movement behind it, so shall it be. And that is what truly having purpose as a Black woman means to me because our Black magic, oh, let me say it again because God forbid, our Black girl magic. <laughs> LOL. She was like, not Black magic. We don't have nothing to do with that. Why are we buying that in the name of Jesus? Yes, Amen. Um, yes, our Black Girl Magic reigns supreme and it glows in any room. Absolutely. There's something where, you know, sometimes I have to check in and be like, Lord, let me, because sometimes I'm like, Lord, let me rein in this Black Girl Magic. Because sometimes I'll be too, I, you know, you get in a room with yeah. Black women and you're like, Lord, uh-huh. I, I think I'm a little too turned right now. Let me calm mm-hmm. down. Yeah. But there is just this, this pride, this inherent pride that you, that we have. And it's just such a blessing. Um, my next question is, what is one of your go-to scriptures, or if you have a couple of go-to scriptures when you need encouragement? Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. So 
I'm still learning the actual book chapter. So don't, so don't, don't quote me on that, but I do, <laughs> I can say, I can say the lines. Um, one that I go to is, you know, have no fear for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I'm your God. I will uplift you. That has been one of my saving graces whenever I have fear about anything, whether it is a new project, whether it is an environment that I'm entering, whether it is my surroundings, I always go to that. Um, another one is the blessings of Jabez, uh, which is Father God, don't, um, I don't know if verbatim, but just Father God, never lift your hand from my life, continue to bless me, increase my territory. Um, may I not cry tears of sorrow. That is one of my go-tos for sure. Then of course, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Any tongue that rises against me shall be condemned. And my always, forever, every day one is asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open for you. So those are the ones that I, every day I say. To stay strapped with. Yeah, that's 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 my. Those are my. Those are my arm. Those are my, my armor. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So my next question is, what would you tell the person who's listening to this podcast and maybe they're interested in being in the media industry or they're just interested in entertainment or they're interested in something and they're saying, okay, Sana, that's cool. You took that faith leap, but I don't think that could happen for me. What would you say to them? Never say never. Never doubt your dreams. Never doubt your abilities. Never doubt your passion. If you have something that is eating at you, that you feel like it's a, something that's making you itch, then you should probably do yourself a, the, the, just the service of, of understanding and researching and seeing at least if you can do it with your budget and your surroundings. Everything that you want to research is online now. That is a great thing about inter, in the, um, in the internet. You are able to research every single thing. Google.com should be your best friend. So if you want to get on TV, I'd encourage anyone, start a YouTube. Start a YouTube and actually show someone that's in production as a casting director why they should choose you if you're going to go the untraditional route of printing out a resume and sending it to all the casting agencies in the world. Another thing is if you, if you want to be a talk show host or if you want to be on the radio, start doing podcasts. Like there's so many things now, even just uploading videos on Instagram and uploading videos on YouTube and TikTok can get you seen. So never doubt your abilities. It's only if you really truly don't want something is where you're going to wait for someone else to hand it to you. But if you know that you actually want it and you know that it is for you and you know that if only someone saw you, that was all it would take, then you need to make sure that you drive your destiny by get going to go get a camera. If you can't buy one, go borrow one from online. Go to Craigslist, buy a camera for a cheap price. Do the work and, um, and put some faith behind it and be consistent. That is the number one key. You have to be consistent. You can't drop one thing and expect it to blow. You got to do it as often as you can. And sooner than later, somebody somewhere is going to see it. And if any, if last, last, if nothing happens from it, at least you know that you tried and you're not going to have any regrets. Yeah, my, my amen corner was loud over here because you said so many awesome things. And I, I think that's our benefit, right? Of being a part of this generation. We don't have to wait for other people to choose us. Mm -mm. We get to choose ourselves. And yes. You know, I love that you said, if you want to be on TV, show a producer why they should hire you. Don't just, don't yes. just let them take your word for it. Show yes. them. And I think mm -hmm. even them 
I'm going to see, oh, wow, she has all these self-tapes she did, or she wrote a script with a group of her friends and recorded it. Like, that also shows work ethic. And I think Mm -hmm. people know more than just, is this going to be a good talent? Is this going to be a good fit for our company, our brand, or whatever the case may be? And like you said, if, if you're really about that life, if you really are passionate about it, people mm-hmm. can't shut you up anyway. So it's like, well, yeah. I might as well record something because I'm always mm-hmm. talking. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Because like the perfect <laughs> examples of those recently have been all the influencers that one that are doing skits and things like that. I'll probably say maybe 90% of them have either been featured in a TV show or are, or are a part of a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing for, let's, let's take it back a little bit, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has now been proclaimed a billionaire Mm. and he started because he started doing his own plays because they were saying that nobody will come out and watch African-American comedy. Mm. So he created his own platform and now look where he is. Same thing that I would say with who who was I just thinking about? Um, Issa Rae. Issa Rae wanted to get on TV. Nobody was giving her any attention. So she started the awkward black girl on YouTube. And now she has her own show on HBO and she's done so many other projects. So if no one is checking for you, if nobody's knocking on your door, go ahead and make a sign. And that sign needs to be your content, your footage, whatever it is that you're going to put out into the world so that people can see that, okay, I should take a chance on this person because they're showing me that they can actually do it without me having to knock on their door first. So that is my advice. Excellent action step. So I have only just a couple more questions. My next question is, what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season of life? My life. My life right now. This year has really shown how important life is. And it has really shown us that we've been taking life for granted. You know, we're just so used to everything happening. We're not, we just let things just happen like it's a, it's just, it's just a part of us. But now this year has really slowed a lot of people down and made us realize that we have to be more grateful for our life, our health, our family, those connections, our jobs. And I truly believe in this season right now, I am most grateful for just having my life because we're, we're hearing every single day that people are losing theirs. So I would say that most importantly, maybe if you would have called me last year, I would have said something else, but definitely. In this season, I'm most grateful for my life. It's it's important. It's important to say that I, I find myself doing some similar things. Just and and like even beyond life, just saying like God, thank you that I went to bed last night and I got up this morning and everything is still functioning the same way it yes. was when I went to sleep. Right, like mm. I got out of bed and my legs were working and mm. I could see when I opened my eyes because, like you said, those are things you're just like. Like God owes you something. Like He has to wake mm-hmm, you up every mm-hmm. day. And I've just, I've just not really been in that, that place of contemplation a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. So my second to last question is: How can our community best support you? I mean, obviously, I'm sure they can listen into your radio show. That would be great. But what are some <laughs> other ways? And go shop on Awaken. That would be dope too. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And speaking of Awaken Jewelry, and it's awknjewelry.com. I have a promo code for your girls. Anyone who comes from, who listens to the podcast, definitely check out Awaken Jewelry and use promo code BW. 
So our Black Girl with Purpose will be GWP15 for 15% off. So that's how you can support me and also get some money off of your purchase for some great jewelry pieces. But um, you can also catch me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, everything <laughs> at Sana Keeves. Another quick tip for everybody out there, if you are a business, a brand, or public figure, make sure that you own your name on every single platform. Because if you become big, somebody may take that name on, that, on another platform. You definitely don't want those issues. And you can also check out my blog where I talk about DIY skincare tips for Black women at sonicheves.com. Beautiful. And I always like to have our guests leave our audience with one word of wisdom or one jewel of knowledge, um, just something that they can take away from this episode. My one jewel of knowledge is bloom where you are planted. That is what I would say to anyone listening, no matter what circumstances you are in, no matter what life hands you, bloom. Do what you have to do to make the best out of that situation. If it's a situation where you're going to be, you have to be still, be still, be mindful, be present. If it's a situation where you have to grow, grow, flourish, and be the person that you're supposed to be in that moment, in that journey, so that you can get to the next stage in life. So definitely bloom where you are planted. The excellent piece of advice, again, especially in this season, I think, you know, especially now that things are starting to kind of open up again mm-hmm, and people are kind of getting mm-hmm. back to that comparison trap of, oh, she's on a trip and I want to be mm-hmm, on a trip. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. understanding like you also don't know what that person had to do to get on that trip. Yes. Things that they faced in life, even if it seems like every day is beautiful for them, mm-hmm, you don't know mm-hmm. what your childhood was like. You don't know yes. what they're dealing with back home. So mm-hmm. that's a wonderful piece of advice is just to bloom where you're planted. Well, Sana, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I just appreciate your your perspective, honestly, and just your transparency. And I think we'll have to have you on a, for a whole separate show on just to talk about your your jewelry brand, because we didn't even touch on that at all. But, um, you know, I always pray before my interviews and I'm like, God, you tell me what you want me to say. But I just love for you to share just kind of other sides of the industry that people might not know about. And then just the importance of bringing God into every room where you are, because like you said, as Christians, it's like, if God didn't bring us, we're not there anyway. So we might as well tell people about him on the way. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be on this podcast. I wanted to be on it when I saw that it was Black Girls with Purpose because I am a Black girl with purpose. And it is so important for us to, to connect and to be able to speak to other Black women and just allow them to understand that everybody goes through something. The person that you may see that got it all going now you don't know what their childhood was like, just like you said. So thank you so much for this honor. I truly appreciate you. I truly appreciate all the listeners. If they made it this far for listening and I look forward to seeing where we both bloom in this world. Thank you.
All right, Purpose Peeps, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do one of three things for me. First, post a screenshot and key takeaway on your Instagram story and tag us at Black Girls of Purpose so we can repost you. Second, if you think someone would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And then third, please leave a review so we can continue to reach a lot of people with this podcast. It is such a pleasure to come to you guys each and every week, and I'm so looking forward to continuing to grow our community. I'll talk to you next week.